That is why we sing. And we say you are worthy. You are more than anything. More than silver, more than gold. More than money. More than friends. More than everything and anything the world can give us. You are worthy, Lord. Just worship him tonight. Whatever you are, just lift up your hands and You Father Lord, as we now approach your word, may you come and make yourself known to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him a clap of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Nice to see those who have made it this evening. Mm. Trusting that others will probably join us shortly. Amen. Amen. How many are happy to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Oh, Brother Dan, I'm happy to see you. God bless you. Amen. Sister Angela, I'm always happy to see you. And, uh, you know, each and every one of you, you know, uh, we just love you with all our hearts. And, uh, you know, Sister Esther is treating her father in the hospital. She has not failed to come to service. She has not failed to uh, come for the preparations for the meetings. I'm deeply touched by that. And I would... And Sister Esther, because of that, I'd like us to pray for your father right now. Her father is in the hospital. And he's been there for a few days. I spoke to him today. And um, he's in pain. And we need to pray that God will heal him. You know, it is good for us to cross over into the other life or to, or to live. To us, there is no difference. But pain is not our portion. Suffering is not our portion. And so let us pray that God will heal him out of it. Do we believe? The Bible says if two shall agree as touching anything to be given to them so before we go to the word, why don't we bow our heads? And remember brother Precious loving Jesus. I've been so touched, Lord, by our sister Esther. Her dedication, her sacrifice towards your work, Lord. Father, Lord, I've never seen anyone in your word being so concerned about your work and you forsook them. I've never seen it, Lord, before. 
If, if someone is busy for you, you will be busy for them. If someone gives themselves to you, you'll give yourself to them. And now, Lord, together with all the saints here, and those that might be streaming with us, we are bowing our heads in agreement, Lord, that you raise our brother Muazi out of that hospital bed. Deliver him, Father. Heal him, Lord Jesus. Father Lord, you are the healer of all sicknesses. You are the maker of these bodies. And you can bring them down to submission. Lord Jesus, whatever sickness that might be eating him up, Father, of whatever form, Lord, I don't care what name it is given, Father, we cast it out of his body in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ because we believe you as the healer, Lord. You are the healer and the deliverer, Father, as the people call out your name, Father. May you, oh God of glory, go right down to the hospital bed where he is and let your angel go down and minister to him here Lord. Deliver him and raise him up, Father, for your name's glory, oh God. For we are your people, Father, and when we call upon your name, you will hear us, Lord Jesus. You will hear us, Father. May you hear the cry of your people, Father, and may you raise him up, Father, and grant him total healing, Lord, in the name of our Lord Jesus. Prepare every portion, every part of his body, every area of his body that has been down, Lord, that has been broken, Father. Bring it back together, Lord. Deliver him and raise him up, Father. He has needed blood, Lord. But Lord, may you, amen, give him blood, Father. For you are the one who made blood in his body, oh God. May he no longer need any transfusion of any kind. May you be the one, Lord Jesus, to give a transfusion to, to him tonight. Father, we are agreeing together with the saints, knowing that according to your word, it shall be done, even as you say. Thank you, Father. We thank you because we believe it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. After the service tonight, I'm going to the airport to pick our first guests. Amen. I've hosted many people throughout my life and time in ministry in Ethiopia and also here in Uganda. But I've not seen anyone that the devil has fought with a magnitude like he has fought by the Timothy. The devil has prevented him to come from the moment it was declared that he was coming. And until recently, his mother-in-law took sick. She was taken to the hospital. Uh, while he was in Kenya at the time in the meetings. I spoke to the believers and told them what was happening. And we agreed together and prayed. And uh, she started improving and was removed from the hospital. And, uh, and uh, then, uh, then also his wife you know, had some conditions. And so he asked me to pray. And he told me that if his mother-in-law in the you know would not be fine, then he would not be able to travel. And so I said, We are believing that God will heal her. And so she came out of the hospital. And so he took the he took the trip. 
And uh, if, uh, yesterday, Joe, in Europe, Europe, in Geneva, he texted me and, and told me that uh, there was, he actually sent me a picture. There was a huge storm. And I asked him, is it not dangerous? He said he, uh, he doesn't know. So that means it had the potential of being dangerous to You remember Jesus before he delivered that man who was in the tombs of Gadara? You remember what happened? A storm. And, and so we see that uh, when the devil raises a storm, someone is getting ready to be delivered. And uh, so I, 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 we prayed. I was at home. When he sent me that, I was with Brother Henry and Brother Martin. So we were in the compound discussing. That was last night, right? So we held hands and prayed. And so he was able to get home. And uh, God calmed the storm. And now, He's telling me that his mother-in-law has been taken back to the hospital. And uh, the devil is trying his best to stop him to come. But I told the devil, you are too late. Whatever you are hindering is not going to happen. Whatever you are hindering, God cannot allow you to make it happen. Praise the name of the Lord. And so, I heard him say he was on the flight to come. That was the last message I heard from him. And so uh, tomorrow, to, to tonight, after the service, I'm receiving him and uh, Brother David. Brother David from um, Switzerland. So, both brothers are arriving. They are our main speakers. And they are arriving tonight. So our youth meetings have begun. Praise the Lord. The devil is too late. Tell the devil you are too late. Amen. Anybody who is bound, even if you are here, even if you are streaming the service, make sure you stream the meeting. Because you are going to be delivered. And if you can come to the meetings, come. I'm telling you, God is going to do great things. I can feel it in the air. How many can feel it? We are expecting, we are believing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you excited like I am? <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. One sister there, two sisters. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That sounds like 10% of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The, the devil is going to face it rough. He has tried his best. <laughs> his best is not good enough. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, from, from tonight, tomorrow and the day next, we are receiving many brothers. We are having them come from Nebi. We are having them come from Karamoja. We are having them come from you know, southern Uganda. From Lira. There are others coming from uh, uh, as far as um, Chesriot in Kericho. In Kenya. 
Kenya. Others are coming from Kitale. Kitare. In uh, Western Kenya, some other places. Western Kenya. Which Others are coming from Kaimosi, Kenya. Kaimosi Kenya. Others from Nairobi. Nairobi. We actually have 32 people coming from Nairobi. Amen. I think uh, we have a very large number altogether of brethren from Kenya. And uh, in Karamoja, I counted, I have not counted all, but I think about 20. Karamoja is almost Sudan. It is quite far. But when you see brethren coming, when they are committed, they have no money, but they have paid a lot of money to be here. I'm telling you, it cannot, all this sacrifice for nothing, it cannot be for nothing. Brethren are coming from South Africa. There's a sister coming from South Africa. Her visa was denied. And so I was I felt so bad. And uh, I had a friend in uh, immigration. I, I called him and he, he, he told me what to give send him. And uh, the visa was granted that same day. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. Every door the devil has tried to shut. <laughs> God has kept opening. Hallelujah. Amen. A brother is coming from Zimbabwe. There were several, but I think one may make it. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, quite other places that I may have forgotten. Uh, Pastor Moges and his wife. And uh, their son. They already in, uh, they fly, they flew from uh, Addis Ababa to Nairobi. Because his wife is from Kenya. So they wanted to visit the family for a day. And so they are going to fly in tomorrow to, to, to Entebbe. So they are also arriving tomorrow. I'm telling you, they are coming from the east and the west. And, and to do what? To feast with the king. Who is the king? This is the king. Amen. Amen. And we are going to gather together. Bind our hearts together. And we are going to have a feast. All the members of this church. I expect you to camp there. Fully. The whole time. Because our first service on 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 Saturday will begin very early at six thirty. And also on Sunday. And, to, and the Friday it is beginning five p.m. You don't. If I were you, I wouldn't want to miss anything. Even me and my wife and all my children, we are going to come there. Brother Mulonde, with your wife and your children, do the same. Brother Martin, your wife and your children. Do the same. Brother Luanga, do the same. Uh -huh. Who else? Whoever has a family, do the same. Sisters, with your children, come and come. Be there. And uh, be in prayer. Be expectant. God is going to move. It's going to be a weekend of fire. You better shout amen because it's going to happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sister, uh, my daughter here, 
She's here from Nairobi. She, she, she also just arrived a few days ago. Hallelujah. Brother Dan here is here from Mitiana today. He has just arrived. So they have already started coming. Yeah, so the youth meetings have already started. And so today I'm speaking on entangling in the affairs of this life. And we are reading out of the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2. We are reading from verses 1 up to verse 4. I don't know, I've been feeling like an evangelist of late. And so, we know that our evangelists speak a bit of hard things. So you pray for me that whatever it is that God will use it to bless you this evening. Uh, second Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 to 4. Let us pray first. Our Father who is here with us today we ask that you you give us utterance. You give us inspiration. And you lead us, Lord, into your perfect will for this service. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask it, Amen. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth, warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. <laughs> Biwawuliranga jendi, mobajuli wa abanji, ebio, bitelesenga abantu abesigwa, era balisanira, okuigiriza nabalala, bonabonera, bonaboneranga wamunangi, ngo muruanyo murunji owa yesu kristu. Siwali muruanyi, buatabala, eye yingiza mumitawana, ejobura mubunu, aliokasi mibwe eyamuandika. Amen. Amen. You may be seated, please. I'm happy to see you, Brother Baka. I'm always happy to see you in church. When I single out several people, sometimes it is because maybe I was thinking of them or praying for them. And so when I see them, I'm happy. So when I see you, I'm happy. Hallelujah. Praise God. And uh, I, 
Like I told you, I've been feeling like an evangelist. Today I had to call out, was it today or yesterday? I had to call out my daughter. And um, I was evangelizing to her seriously. Things that are this fire that is within my heart about what I believe that God desires for us as a generation and uh, things that I believe that God wants us to do. God wants a generation which will fear him. A generation that is going to desire after holiness. What generation will that be? A people that will desire holiness. Righteousness. Desiring to please God and not men. Did you know without holiness? You cannot see God. God is holy. And he wants all of us to be holy. And so this evening I'm sharing on entangling in the affairs of this life. And Paul writes to Timothy and he says, Timothy, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses. You know, Paul had an apostolic grace upon him. And there is something quite similar among all or most of the uh, people who have the apostolic mantle upon them. That they always want to be followed. They always want to be heard. Because what they have is usually some kind of dispensational teaching that can revolutionize someone's life and fully and perfectly change it into uh, some uh, into something else. And uh, myself, I fed from a ministry that I believe was some kind of apostolic ministry. And I've never said this on pulpit before. But Brother Eddie Biscar mentored me you know, I heard many things from him. You know, in text messages, on emails, and uh, never would discuss and talk. And sometimes, he may, I don't know, but whatever he wrote to me, he, he, it really, I, I should say, changed my life. I would sit under that ministry and watch service after service. And I can see my life right now completely changed. My, 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 my aspirations in life changed. My ambitions and plans. And we see here, Brother Paul also is talking to uh, Timothy and he says you have heard me speak things and I would want to, you also to commit these things which you have heard me teach 
to faithful men who shall also teach others. And he says, you should therefore endure hardness. Hardness. And as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And now, here is where I took my title out of verse 4. He says, No man warreth, no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. That he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Now when a, a soldier is a soldier, we have one in the church. And you know that a soldier is someone that lives a dedicated life. A soldier dedicates his life to a cause. And uh, without you know, pursuing anything else. He intentionally closes his mind to other things that are contrary to the cause. Many, many times are not even allowed to get married. They are discouraged from that. Others, they are discouraged from many things. And when they are training them, they train train them to follow instruction. They follow them, they, they train them to obey. They train them to, to submit to their authority. And when they when they pass the test, then now they are graduated. And now they are positioned in a place. So, it is not easy. At the beginning of the year, you had our brother Omnet giving a testimony on how it was difficult and how many others died in the course which they had embarked on. And I want to say this, friends, we are also soldiers. And we have been enlisted on the greatest army in the world. Right now, people think the greatest army in the world is the U.S. Army. But I want to say the greatest army in the world is the army of the Lord. The, uh, people that God has recruited and people God has called out and he did not call out anybody and everybody. He called specific people. You know when they are enlisting soldiers. They have, they have qualities they look at. They cannot take someone who is very short. They cannot take someone who does, who, who does not have a good weight. Because they may die. The chances of death in training are high. So they have to look at you. Whether you are fit. That is even before training. And then when they enlist you. And then that means you are almost fit. But then. Many die. Because the ones that enlist them. Are not sure. About who they have chosen. But 
Now, in our army, Mujeria the one that enlists us by calling us is sure about everybody that he calls. Sister Peace, he knows. Sister Peace, amen. That when he chooses you, you are going to amen go through the training. However hard it is, that's why he told him endure hardness. However hard your training is. However hard what you are going through is He says endure it Endure it Because you are a soldier And you are chosen to be a soldier And we are not chosen to be defeated We are chosen to fight And when we fight We must win the battle Listen, the battle we are our great enemy, our greatest enemy is sin, which is death, which is the devil. That is our great enemy. And we are here on earth to war against our enemy, to fight our enemy, to overcome our enemy. But he is also an enemy that has been experienced. For a long time, he is not an amateur. He knows what he's doing. Satan has fought for a long time. The devils we are fighting, they are the same one that fought against Adam. They fought against Eve. They are the one that he even fought against Moses. <laughs> same devils. Until the man of God says, may God rebuke you <laughs> to those devils. Some devils that Joshua fought against. Some devils that even our Lord Jesus fought against. They are not new demons. Some demons. Some devils that Brother Barnum fought against. Brother Barnum would come and chase out demons out of people. And when he goes to his room, hotel room, they would be waiting for him to torment him. Some demons. We are not fighting new demons. Whatever you fight with, thinking it is a demon you fight it is not a new demon. It has been here for ages. But let me tell you, these same some demons have been defeated many, many times over. And if they were defeated before, they will be defeated again and again. And I believe I am one of those that is born here on earth to bring all hell to the, these, these demons we are talking about. There are people listen, listen. What I'm saying whether you feel it or you don't feel it it is the truth. There are some people who are born on the earth that were meant to be enlisted on this army. And all these people were born under that sign that they must defeat all hell. They must defeat all demons. They must defeat all sin. They must defeat death. Temptation. They must 
defeat last they must defeat whatever demons it is even sickness did you know sickness are demons they are people who are born that were never going to be overcome by death Hallelujah. Amen. People who can never die. Why? Because they have died already. The moment they receive Jesus Christ. They were dead. Therefore they cannot die again. So death can never take me. Death cannot carry me away. That's why Apostle Paul shouted. And he said death. Where is your victory? Victory has no death. To a believer. Who has been enlisted. On this army. He is a soldier. And he is a warrior. And he is a defeat of demons is a devil's tomper. I am one of them. If you are one of them, you can say, I am one of them. I am one of them. Even if you are feeling like you are defeated. Amen. You believe in that, saith the Lord. That I am one of them. You know, when, when, when soldiers are going to fight, usually a captain comes up and he begins charging them. Speaking words. Speaking words. And even the ones who are feeling like they are defeated, they begin to say, no, 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 no. no. We are going to consume our enemy. That's why we come for a preaching. We are an army of soldiers. And a preacher comes to motivate us, to remind us who we are, to tell us, brother, we are going to overcome our enemy. Don't, don't be overcome Don't be fearful Don't shy away Don't hide your face Stand straight And look in the face of your enemy Stand straight And look in the face of your temptation And tell him devil I am here I am born to defeat you I am born to defeat you I am born to overcome you I am born to be a conqueror because he that is a conqueror is in me. And if he be in me, then he is more than all the demons put together. And the Bible here says, endure sadness, endure hardness rather. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, soldiers. Amen, soldiers. Amen. Soldiers always answer. Hallelujah. Amina. When they are told to say hooray, they say hooray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen, soldiers. Amina we are soldiers of Jesus Christ. Oh my, I love that brother. We are in a battle. Sister Grace will tell you not do angula. We have to overcome this Whatever thing the devil will do, let him be there and be proud. We must overcome this battle. Hmm. Mm -hmm. 
No man worries entangled himself with the affairs of this life. Now, that's what I'm talking about today. If God permits me. Entangling in the affairs of this life. We are soldiers. But the problem of it is many people desire to entangle into the affairs of this life. You cannot win your enemy if you are entangling in the affairs of this life. When soldiers go to Afghanistan to fight, they have no time to use WhatsApp. They have no time for jokes. Everybody and anybody around them is an enemy. A potential enemy. So they are always on high alert. Knowing anybody could be an enemy. And someone could be a terrorist. So they are going to be on high alert. But the church of Jesus Christ is sleeping. They are supposed to be soldiers. But we are not on high alert. We don't pray anymore. We don't cry after God. We don't seek after God. We don't read Bible. If you are a Christian and you don't read your Bible, you can never live an overcoming life. We don't read the Bible. We, we used to sing, read your Bible and pray every day. But this is never done anymore. Some believers even don't have Bibles. Now, let me talk to you who don't have a Bible. And you think you are a soldier? How can you be a soldier without a sword? How? Do you know when soldiers go to battle? Their gun is their life. And if their life has been taken away from them, they are considered dead. They tell them if you fall down, fall down. But protect your gun. This is your life. Let, don't let your enemy touch you. This is your lifeline. And I want to say the same thing. This is our life. The word of God is our life. But do we read it? Or do we just have it? But if we don't have a Bible, and you don't even have a hunger to have a Bible, I believe no one in this church especially should claim that you don't have a Bible. Because I believe everybody should have a Bible. And if you don't have a Bible, come, we shall buy you a Bible. There is actually a sister who sent about 400 Bibles. A sister who streams our services here. 400 Bibles. She said, every young man who doesn't have a Bible in the youth meetings, let them have a Bible. I'm telling you. And you cannot claim that you don't have a Bible. You don't want to have one. But God will always raise somebody. If you don't have a sword, God will arm you. He will arm you. Because he needs you to fight. And a Bible is one of our arms. And we should fight with it. Read, read the Bible. Pray. Fast. Pray. 
But these days young people are born. And you say you are bored. You are really bored. Brother Sam, how can you say you are bored? Sincerely, in this generation, how can you be bored with everything around us? With the Bible that we have. Have you ever finished this Bible? I don't want to embarrass you. But I may ask you how many here have finished this Bible? From cover to cover. You say, well, it is so big. Well, then I'll ask you how many years have you been a Christian? And then how, how much of it have you read? Did you know you can read this Bible in half a year? Answer me. Did you read, no, you can read it in 12 months? Actually, if you are doing more, you can even do it in six, four months. When you are not just reading, but when you are studying. But we are so bored. We have the message. 1,200 tapes. Which you can listen to. Which you can read. But do we have time for it? We are so busy. With boredom. We are so busy with boredom. Do we have time to pray? We don't pray. Why? Because we are so busy with boredom. We, we don't pray. We don't sing. I remember growing up in this message. Every after Sunday service. We would go around the pastor's home. And you would find young people there including myself. We're getting this songbook. We didn't have even songbooks on the, oh, oh, we didn't have songbooks on, oh, oh, on, 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 the, on, on the phone. But these days we even have it on the phone. But we used to have these books. And it would take song after song. Everybody would bring a song. And he would sing. And sing. Until we are so happy. Until we are carried away. We begin shouting. We begin clapping our hands. We begin to feel so sweet. We sing and sing and sing. Until we are drunk. You know, it's a sweet atmosphere. You sing until you prophesy. You sing until you speak in tongues. You sing, you know, but these days, no one has time for it. When you begin a song, you begin seeing one of one by one going away. Where are they going? They are going to entangle into the affairs of this life. Everybody is busy. No hunger. No thirst. No desire. No pull towards the things of God. That's the sign of backsliding. It's a sign. You know, what, 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 what do they do when they go out there? You know, when they are together, they're just doing a you know, rumors. Talking this and that. Did you hear this? Did you see this? Did you see that? Did you what? 
hear what the pastor says. They begin talking negative things about fellow brothers, about sisters. They begin talking about what went wrong in the church. And they can never be among those who will bring the solutions. Ha. Mm. Why? Because they are entangling themselves into the affairs of this life. So then, how can you be a, a good soldier? You know, all these things I've been talking about, these are tools that can make us busy. We can become so busy that we don't have time for boredom. You don't need a pastor to tell you to, you know, do Bible study. Or to tell you to hear the message. Or to tell you to go and do evangelism. I was never bored growing up in, in, in this message. I believe it when I was 15 years. I was just a boy. But I'm telling you, what did, we, what did we used to do? You know, just go up and about witnessing about, about this message. Brother Dixon, we used to tell people God has sent a prophet. We were not shying away from it. We were not ashamed. But you see what the thing of it is, the young people are now ashamed of, of standing with what they believe. Did you know, if you are not concerned, you are not convinced, but anybody who is concerned, you will be convinced about telling others about this message. I rarely went to church alone. I always picked a friend in the week. And I would share with them the message. And prepare them up to the level where now they are ready to hear the preaching. And I would bring them to church. You know, and while the pastor is preaching, I would be on fire. Not really for myself. But for my friend, whenever the pastor hits some notes that I had already discussed with my friend, I look at him like this. I tap on him. So are you hearing that? Are you hearing that? Because I was excited about this message. And when you are excited about the message, you are going to share it with others. Let us come out of our comfort zones. Let us leave those boredom things. And let us be, you know, on fire. Let us not be entangled. I never watched football. I never went to uh, 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 movie theater. I never, you know, went to bars. I never went to Ludo. What was I using my time with? I was using it to evangelize. Speak to my friends one yeah. by one. I was, you know, uh, uh, studying the message. I would take a book and read the message while I am taking notes. You know, it's not because I was a preacher, but it was a desire to know more of God. 
each of us can do that. Imagine each, if each of us did that, we would have a big time revival. Among everybody, we would have no time for boy-girl relationships until we are ready for marriage. We would have no time for wasting but if you are idle, the devil will have a lot to bring you away. An idle mind is a devil's workshop. The devil will come to you and bring ideas and then you will agree with them because you have too much time. Because you are bored. So the devil will make you busy. But I don't know about you. As far as I'm concerned, I don't want the devil to make me busy. I don't want to be entangled in the affairs of this life. I want to be entangled in the affairs of the kingdom. What I'm speaking about, I'm talking about the life that is coming. Let me tell you, life is coming, but also fire is coming. What will it be for you? You know, we have to make a choice. Every one of us young people, especially when you are still young, you make a choice. What will it be for you? Will it be life or fire? As far as I'm concerned, I made a choice. It is going to be life. And everything I do, the friends I make, they are to help me keep the life, not entangling myself in their affairs, in their things. Because I'm a soldier, I'm a soldier of the army of the Lord. I am going to overcome. I am not going to accept defeat. I'm going to overcome. I'm going to fight. I am not going to be entangled. I am intentional. I am intentional in everything I'm doing. And that's how each of us should be. But false teachers will not tell you that. False teachers in 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 18 the Bible speaks of them this wise. When they speak great swelling words of vanity they allure, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. Petere choku bile sule yoku bile nyole kuminomunana, kubanga bwebo gerebi gambebi kuruwe nyo evitalimu, basenda senda mkwe gomba kuomu bili mbukaba abo, abali okumpi, no kubaduka. No kubaduka. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. Ngababa subi zokuwewe dembe ngabo benyini baduba kuzikirira kubango omuntu omuntu we shall come to that. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein 
and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. Kuba obanga webamala o kuduka o kuvamugwa gwabwensi mukutege radamukamuafe eromolokos yesu Christo. Naye nebe gombeza mwobo o murundi o gwokubi. Neba wanguriwa ebiorvanyumiabu yabwe bisingobubi for it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them but it has happened unto them according to the true proverb the dog is, is turned to his own vomit again and the soul that was washed to her wallowing in the mire kubanga Kubanga chandi bate chirunji jebali singa tebate geera kuboli abutu kirivu tebate geera kuboli abutu kirivu o kusinga bweva malokuli tegeera o kudenyuma o kuleke chiragire chitukuvu chebawewa chabatu kirida ngorugero orwa mazima weruli nti embwa edite ebisasemeriayo nembizi enazibwa. Uh-huh. Now, this is a very good evangelistic text. Let me read for you this portion, the same portion in the Amplified Bible. Verse 18. For uttering loud bursts of folly, they beguile and lure with lustful desires of the flesh those who are barely escaping from them who are wrongdoers. They, 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 they beguile and lure lustful desires. Yes. Those who are barely escaping from them who are wrongdoers. They promise them liberty. When they themselves are the slaves of depravity and defilement. What good is it for a preacher to preach to you liberty, freedom, power? But when you know you are on your way to hell, when you know your life is not right with God, but he says these people, they promise them liberty. When they themselves as slaves of depravity and defilement. For by whatever anyone is made inferior or worse or is overcome to that person or thing is enslaved. If it is money, if you become a slave, if, if money overcomes you, if the love and the lust for it, if you become inferior to it, are you hearing me, church? If you become inferior to money, the lust and the love of it, then you become a slave of you become a slave of money. If you become a slave, if, if you if you you are under that desire that lustful desire for something for anything it may be anything it may be an idea or even a person it may be anything but when you accept to become inferior 
to become under something. Take away anything but leave this. When they touch that, they have touched your heart. You stop functioning. The Bible says you have become a slave. And we see in the world we are living now, people are slaves to many things. People are slaves to football. People are slaves to movies. People are slaves you know to games and whereby someone asks me is it a sin let me tell you if it's not a sin I ask you something are you above it or are you under it anything if it is above you if it is not Jesus it is a sin anything it may even be your wife or husband. But if it's above you, more than Jesus, Jesus should take the first priority in your life. But we see they are overtaken by this thing. Some people, they submit to lust. You know, and then they be, these lustful desires begin to rule over them. And they become a slave to them. You know, they will submit to these desires. That is entangling yourself in the affairs of this life. But as a good soldier, nothing should be above you but your commander and our war captain, our commander is Jesus Christ. Is the word of God. It should be the only thing above us. Everything else below us. Everything else should not rule over us. But where you let a situation, a condition, it may even be a condition you are in, or a thought, and then you are troubled by it. You are troubled by it until you can no longer think straight. Many people get into depression. Why? Because they have become a slave to that thought can you imagine many people can have a thought that see I am not beautiful that's just a thought I am not beautiful and then the devil will take that thought and will slowly drag you under that thought and then you will not think anything else but that you are angry. When someone looks at you, you feel bad. Oh, they are looking at how they are looking at how ugly I am. Oh, they are looking at how little or small I am. Oh, they are looking at how bad I look. 
you have become a slave to that little thought and that's entangling yourself in the matters of this life. Listen, I don't care whether I'm beautiful or ugly or, or, or handsome or tall or short. I am a soldier. I have a fight to fight. I have a battle to win. I don't care about how I look. These are matters of this life. I have a restaurant. And you see, many people are overtaken by those things. That's why women, you will find them painting themselves. You will find them, you know, even changing their skin color. They bleach it. I'm so black. Oh goodness, I'm so black. I'm so black. And they become a slave to that thought. And the devil tells them now because you are so black. Bleach yourself. And they begin bleaching. I'm so black. They become a slave. Why? Now at that moment. They are becoming a slave. And they are entangling themselves into matters, affairs of life. They are losing focus. When the devil brings a blow, a bullet, it will come straight because you are distracted. Many times we are defeated in this life. Not because God is not with us. But because we are distracted. Even a good driver can knock if they are distracted. If you look at this or that, sometimes it is people who will come in your life and they tell you, without me, you are nothing. Without me, you are gone. Without me, there is no future for you. I am your blessing. If you don't have me, you are under a curse. That is a matter of this life. I am not going to accept to be a slave of any man. I am only a slave of Jesus Christ. Where he leads me, I follow. Where he takes me, I go. I am only a slave of Jesus. I am a soldier in the army. Hallelujah. My destiny is in his hands. No man can control it. No man can control it. As long as you are in the will of God, no man can control your destiny. And some people will come to you and say, words that are very sharp. Maybe some of you are here. And someone has spoken to you sharp things. Until you cannot go away from them. And then whatever you do, it fails to prosper. Then you say, ah, that person cast me. For sure it worked. Let me try this and I see. Maybe I will prosper. It doesn't work out. The curse is working on me. You are a slave. It's a thought. Maybe you, you committed a sin in your life and it, it, you know, you repented of it. But the devil 
knows your memory is not like God's memory. God forgets every sin that is under the blood. But you don't. And the devil doesn't. That's the only thing we have in common with the devil. And he will come to you and begin tormenting you. Say, ah, I think I'm cursed. I know what I did before I believed. I know I'm under a curse. I can't come out of this situation. And let me tell you, you are a slave. You have no freedom because you are enslaved by that thing which has made you inferior. It has overcome you. It may be lust or a lustful desire. It, it, it may be a thought. Like I mean, this area of life where you become enslaved. For if after they have escaped pollutions of the world through the you know the full personal knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we are. Listen, church. We are soldiers, remember. Don't allow any thought to enslave you. Don't allow any mind of the devil to enslave you. Whatever is under the blood is under the blood. Whatever you have walked away from, it comes not, amen, you know, change your destiny. The moment you met Jesus, things changed. A destiny was changed. And from that moment, the, the past cannot affect you. Jesus does not come to just make us better people. He comes to change everything. He, you know, a soldier is timed. It's changed. They change the timing. They change the thought trajectory. When Jesus comes, you have to be changed. Are you hearing me? You know, the way you think, it has to be changed. That's why some people, they say it is brainwashing. Oh yeah, it is brainwashing because we are recruited in the greatest army. It is an elite force where our mind has to be changed. Where our mind has to be renewed. Whereby we are no longer under the souls that rule over others. We are being ruled over by a higher soul. Which soul? The thought of the world. Where he says, I know the thoughts I have toward you. Thoughts of good and not of evil. Thoughts of prosperity. The thought of God is what? Your mind is tuned different. Oh my God. And he says here. We have escaped. After we have escaped. The pollutions of the world through the full personal knowledge. 
of our, uh, the personal knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. They again, after they have done that, they again become entangled in those thoughts, in them, and are overcome. That's the problem. And that's what I'm talking about today. Many believers, after believing, then they reach somewhere and they again are overcome. And they get entangled. And the Bible says when that happens, their last condition is worse for them than the first. Rather, if you have decided to be a soldier, let us, let us move as soldiers. Let us fight as soldiers. Let us, you know, a soldier is a soldier. Did you know you cannot just leave the army? Did you know that? The moment you are recruited, you cannot just leave. Are you hearing me, child? If you're hearing me, say amen. You cannot just leave. Tell your neighbor you cannot just leave. You cannot just leave. The moment you are recruited, the moment you are, amen, your name is written down, it is permanent. You have to follow the standing order. If the order says run, run. If the order says sit, sit. If the order says stand, stand. If the order says raise up your hand, do it. And here the order is saying, we are going to overcome the world. The order is saying, we are going to overcome the world. And so shall it be. The order is saying, we should not be entangled in the affairs of this world. The things we left, the things we forsook, the last we left, the fornication we left, the smoking we left, the drinking we left, the adultery we left, we should not be entangled again. We should be new people. Because if you go back again, your condition will be the worst than the first. For never to have obtained a full personal knowledge of the way of righteousness. It would have been better for them than having obtained such knowledge and then to turn back from the whole commandment. There has befallen them the things spoken of in the true proverb. The dog turns back to his own vomit. And the soul is washed only to wallow again in the mire. Sister, don't accept to go back in your vomit. Brother, don't accept to go back in the mire. He brought me out of the mire clay. He set my feet on the rock to stay. I am not going back. No going back. No going back. Praise the name of the Lord. Am I preaching to someone tonight? 
We are not going to entangle ourselves. In other words, if we are to be Christians, let us be Christians indeed. It should never be said about you. We don't understand that person. It should never be said about you. We don't know him very well. Be known. Be understood. Let your testimony be spoken even by your enemies. Brother Barnum here says something in a message the great warrior Joshua. And as they came through the water, they were baptized unto Moses and to God. When they crossed over the Red Sea, they had a little spell of rejoicing. How many have crossed over? They had a little spell of rejoicing. You know, when, when someone has overcome, they begin rejoicing. That's why you should never worry about people in the church who rejoice so much. It's a sign of victory. It's a sign of overcoming. Are you hearing me, church? It's a sign of overcoming. When someone begins rejoicing, sometimes, how many have ever been happy and you don't know why? In church. Huh? You begin shouting. You begin clapping. You are just happy. And you don't know what is wrong with you. You are even wondering why everybody is not happy like what is that? It means you have crossed over. You have crossed over. You know, when they did, they had a little spell of rejoicing. Miriam got so excited that she grabbed the tambourine and she began to beat it and dance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the daughters of Israel got so excited. Ah, Where are the daughters of Israel today? They became so excited. Speaking in terms today. And they began, they begin to speak in uh, the, to beat the tambourines and dance. What was they dancing about? What was the excitement about? Because they looked and see all the Egyptians that once drove them to things that once drove them to alcohol to lust to things that Abraham says to things all those Egyptians that once drove them and drove them to things they never wanted to but they were driven to all those Egyptians that once drove them to things they watched them and they saw they were dead dead everybody said dead in the Red Sea and they saw that they were going to not bother them no more hallelujah praise the Lord I tell you, Miriam, Miriam, no wonder you have a little funny feeling tonight. When them all the things that used to drive you to drive you uh -huh, to drive you <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
You know when those little things that used to drive you. You don't want to do. But something make you do. Those little things. That used to drive you. To card parties. And the social affairs of this world. When you see their day, you will have that funny feeling all over you. You will feel happy. How many here are happy? How many here can say, I am no longer that? There is something that used to drive me. But I am no longer being driven by those things. I am being driven by my captain. My Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. They are dead. You don't want them no more. And you are you are you pass through the Red Sea. The blood cells as the blood cell. They have been sprayed all over you. And they have vaccinated you. Hallelujah. Amen. When I was reading this quote, I, I was smiling and laughing the whole time. They have vaccinated you. Dehydrated you too. Dehydrated you too. At the same time. Amen. That's right. Taken all the world out. And they sprayed you. DDT. I believe they call it DDT. That takes all the bugs out. Have bed bugs in your bed, spiritual bed, bed bugs. Hallelujah. Amen. Get this kind of spraying. All the DDT, all the bugs. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. They will be taken out. And when you come through God's DDT, it takes all the world out. It kills all those parasites behind you. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what the matter with the church today. They don't want to come to that, to that spray. Many people come to the message. We preach to them. They believe. They are baptized. But they don't want to be sprayed. They refuse God's dignity. We have many of them. You want to pull a few things along with you. Cut loose. Let them go. Tell your neighbor, cut loose. Let them go. Go through the spray. Go through the spray. The hard way. Separate yourself. It will smooth everything that's around you. Hallelujah. Amen. And here they come. Through the Red Sea. Then when they found out they was really through it. Coming through that DDT back there coming out we found out the parasites 
I hope it burns deep. But the parasites trying to do so to attack them all it all drowned. Oh, these Egyptians, as you see, you will not see them again. You will not see them anymore. When they went through, all the parasites drowned. All the parasites drowned. Amen. Can I preach to you in a moment here, church? All your parasites should drown. All your spiritual parasites should drown. Hallelujah. Amen. And these people who are trying to impersonate Christianity, living like the world, running around. To every kind of place they ought not to be. Belonging to church and call themselves Christians. God is praying on his duty today. Separating his people. Calling out. Feeling with the Holy Spirit. Segregating them. Do you want a dose? Pray me, O Lord. You know the world wants mixers. God wants separate us. Separate yourself from the things of the world. Then Christ will receive you. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why we do not listen to worldly music. That's why we don't listen to those things. Because they're filthy stuff. We have separated ourselves. We have been sprayed. By God is DDT. And we are now free. Free from bugs. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh my. If you still have spiritual bugs, I pray for you. The Lord to spread the spiritual DDT. That they will all die. They last to die. Pride to die. Last to die. And all of them will die. We must be sprayed tonight with DDT. Because we are soldiers, we don't want to be entangled in the affairs of this life. Second Timothy 2.20. Give me a few moments here. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor, and some to dishonor. If a man thereof purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And prepared unto every good work. Free also youthful lusts. But follow righteousness. Faith. Charity. Peace. Amen. 
with them that call on the name of the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid. You ought to say amen to that. Knowing that they do gender strifes. And the servant of the Lord must not strive. But be gentle unto all men. Able to teach. Patient. In meekness. Instructing those that oppose those themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to acknowledging of the truth. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. Who are taken captive by him at his will. Now, friends, I want to be a vessel of honor. When God has sprayed you with his divinity and you have purged yourself from this, then you become a vessel of honor. How many want to be a vessel of honor? I want God to honor me and use me for mighty things. God can only use you. For God can use you for mighty things. If you are a vessel of honor. But if you are the one who entangles in these other things, you have bugs all over you. God cannot use you. You are not a vessel of honor. You are a vessel of wood. But God want a vessel of God. Pure. You know, very good. Of great value. Of great price. Whereby he will use you. You remember why he said that, uh, who shall I send? Who shall, who, who shall go for us? But even, you know, Jeremiah was a man of unclean lips. He said, I'm a man of unclean lips. God did not say, no, you are not. God accepted. And God touched his lips. And washed and cleansed him. But the problem with the people today, they don't admit their sins. They don't admit their, their, their bad areas. They don't accept God's duty to spread them. You should spread those brothers there. When a word comes hammering, brother, did you hear that? Because they said they have no bed bags. They are the ones with bed bags. But I want to say, God, it's not the other ones, it is me. Spray me. Clean me. Cleanse me. That I'll be a vessel of honor. And as I'm finishing, I want to task you to, when you go back home, maybe on your family altar, please read 2 Samuel, chapter 11, from verse 1. And you can read all the way, maybe to finish it or to verse 13. You find a man. His name is Uriah. Or Uriah, Uriah, whichever you want to say. Uriah. Uriah was a man that was a soldier. And he was a vessel of honor. But 
he left his wife at home and he went to battle and while he was battling his wife went to showering and she did not close her curtain See, the prophet says did not she did not close her curtain. So you see, you might actually begin to blame King David. But also the woman did not close her curtain. Sisters, you need to close your curtain. Leave as a, a, a vase of honor. Keep yourself pure. Keep yourself virtuous. Don't entangle yourself in the affairs of the world. And the, the woman did not close her curtain. And so when the king looked from up, he saw her showering. And he said to the, to the man, bring me that woman. And after she had come into the, the, the palace, we know that she, she took and she became with child. And, and, uh, and uh, when, when she became pregnant of David, David learned about it. And the moment he learned about it, he said, I have to do something about it. I have to do something about this. He said, um, bring me Uriah. So they brought Uriah. Said Uriah. Now I'm your king. Yes, my lord. How is the battle? The battle is fine. Everything is going well. Says now Uriah. Uh, you, you're, you're doing well. You're fighting well. That's very good. How are the boys? Everybody's fighting. Everybody's fighting. Says okay. While he's drinking. Meanwhile. Drinking. Drinking. And the man was told to go to his um, house. And the, Bible, and the Bible says something here. Listen. And David said unto Uriah, no, no. And when Uriah was come unto him, David demanded of him how jo 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 Joab did and how the people did and how the war prospered. And David said unto Uriah, Go down to thy house and wash your feet. And Uriah departed out of the king's house. And there followed him a mess of meat from the king. A mess of meat. <laughs> But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord and went not down to his house. And when they had told David, saying, Uriah went not down unto his house, David said unto Uriah, Camest thou not from thy journey? Why then didst thou not go unto thy house? And Uriah said unto the king, The ark. And Israel, the ark, Sanduk. and Israel, Israel. and Judah, Judah, abide in tents. And my Lord Joab, and my Lord Joab, and the servants of my Lord are encamped in the open field. Shall I then go into my house to eat and drink and to lie with my wife as thou livest? Mm. 
as thou livest and as thy soul liveth I will not do this thing and David said unto Uriah tarry here today also and tomorrow I will let thee depart so Uriah abode in Jerusalem that day and the morrow and when David called him he did eat and drink before him and made and he made him drunk and at evening he went out to lie on, on his bed with the servants of his Lord and went not down to his house. The first thing that was given to him was food. He refused to eat. And even if he ate, he decided to sleep there on the door of the king. The, when that did not work out, the second thing that was given to him was they made him drunk. Do you know how many times the devil has wanted you to be drunk? And you, you, you lose focus on the mission God wants you to accomplish. Let me tell you, the devil has come, but he has come too late. There are people who are not going to get drunk. Hallelujah! Amen. We are not going to get drunk. Even if he thinks he has made us drunk, we shall not go down to entangle ourselves with the things of the world. When our brothers are fighting, we are fighting brothers, sisters. We are on a battle. Let us fight. Until we overcome. When a meeting is called, come to church. When there is a, a prayer meeting, come. When there is a preaching, come. When a convention is called, youth meetings, let us be in one accord. Be like Uriah. Uriah was a great soldier. Pray. Do what is expected of you. Be zealous. Be on fire for God. Don't entangle yourself in other things. Close yourself out. And come on the battlefront. Fight. Until you win. God bless you. Let us give the Lord a clap of praise this evening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many love the Lord tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord. Can we sing we've got the power? In the name of Jesus. as we give our offerings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give me your hand. Let's agree together that all of our enemies will crumble out of fear. Whatever we bind on us shall be bound in heaven. the name of Jesus, Satan has to flee. Oh, we've got the power. He 
We appreciate you, Lord, for your grace. We love you, Father, for your loving kindness. And now, Lord, we 
We thank you for the word you have given to us. There are many a people, Lord, that are no longer pressed for the things of God. And uh, entangled in many things of the world. Help us, Lord. That every one of them will be redeemed. Every one of them will be saved. Set free. Totally forgiven. May they be on a new journey, Lord Jesus. A journey of overcoming. And Father Lord, I pray that the one that has been under the sound of my voice today, may they have a visitation of of the Holy Spirit in a special way. That if they have been entangled in any way, you will set them loose, Lord. And that they will be able to serve you fully. Committed fully to your work. Spread over with your spirit of God. Father Lord, and even the offerings that has been given, I pray that you bless every giver. Multiply that it will be able to do your work. You are here with us now. And Lord, being that this is our last service, after this we are headed to our camp. Lord, may you meet us there. May each of us come out of there new. Let all the old become new. Father Lord, may what we've been hearing become real. May you come and visit us in a special way. We are praying for all the young people coming. And many who have not even believers are coming. Many who have not even uh, been, uh, experienced the Holy Spirit baptism are coming. And others who are just new in the message. Many want to see you, Father. May you come and meet everyone, Lord. Let it be a time of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. An encounter that everyone shall receive. And they will say, We've met him. We've met him. May it be so, Lord, I pray. Bless every believer here, Lord. And even those that have been online with us. And even those that shall listen to this sermon here after five. Bless each and every one of them. Grant their heart's desire. It's our sincere prayer, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I request you to pray for me. It's not easy. Preparing all these things. We need God to not only provide money but also provide strength I was telling someone maybe after the meetings and um, after everybody has traveled uh, maybe next month I need to go away for some time for the first time and rest a bit because I feel I'm burnt out I'm already burnt out even before the youth meetings <laughs> so just pray for me I know when we say that uh, we are going out to rest a while it also takes money but God knows we need it. And he knows how to provide. 
So if you love me, you'll pray for me. Amen. God bless you. And uh, let us submit again uh, the committee members and everybody we are meeting at PDN in the morning. Be there as early as possible. Uh, because we are going to be fixing, preparing the, the place and everything. And uh, then on, on Friday, on Friday, others will begin to arrive. So I was thinking that maybe uh, people will come and then come back again and then come back again on Friday. I'm talking about the committee. But we shall see if you need to sleep there. If not, then we will arrange all that. Just come and be available uh, tomorrow. Especially the registration department, we've not covered anything. Treasures of the eye.